0: This is Skip Bell. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Recalculating Adventist Life Now. Let's get started. I'm speaking today with Lynn Bartlett, a lifelong teacher and administrator. Welcome, Lynn.
1: Thank you, Skip.
0: Lynn, a musician, an advocate for the arts. He's always promoted the arts, especially music, wherever he's been. Raised in a rural farm community in South Australia by the name of Hondorf, and I am grateful that Lynn is joining us today after the publication, recent publication of his book, A Boy from Hondorf, The Long Journey Home by Outskirts Press. Uh, Lynn, quite a book. Thank you. Well,
1: thank you, Skip. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I am going to read a uh, paragraph that will kind of give you uh, an opportunity and us as persons joining the conversation to reflect for just a moment before we get into some of the value themes of the book, but to reflect on uh, the project, Lynn writes, It is my hope as you reflect on this narrative, you will think about the rhythms of change encapsulating all of us. You will appreciate the immense gift given to us through the arts, in this case, especially music. You will at least ponder the loss in our lives when we jettison transcendence, and you will seek goodness and peace of mind as ingredients in living that abundant life, Lynn. How does that reflect your overall sense of contribution of the book?
1: Well, in many respects, um, that sums up the motivation for me writing the story. In the in the meantime, it's it's fictional, um, but it's based on a lot of life, uh, real life. And a lot of that being my life i've always had a um a real concern for how we in this western world of ours and then in the global world as we we think of where we are today we tend to have thrown off the transcendence and of course i'm thinking of the transcendence as being uh, the christian faith And that's always been uh, a concern for me because I have many friends in Australia, in New Zealand, in the US, in Europe, and many of them around the world because, Skip, your work and my work took us travelling around the world for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And I worry sometimes about um, people that have had a Christian faith background and no longer have it. And I find myself sometimes as i talk with them concerned that they don't have peace they don't have assurance they don't have uh, that inner sense of calm and that all is well and of course i got that as did they in those earlier years from their their christian faith background so that's that's one thing how can i how can i write a fictional story linking it to a natural daily walk with god in a way that is not artificial it just comes across as natural as breathing Uh the other part i've always liked is the um, is the arts as you mentioned music and then the fact that we live in an age of change today and so trying to throw all of those three things together was a lot of the motivation behind my writing
0: there are uh apparent themes community, family, faith, uh, vocation, the contribution of art, endurance, love, and I want to kind of walk through those themes and explore the contribution of the book, but you mentioned something, uh, and I was curious about it as I uh, was blessed in the reading of the book. How much of your writing was autobiographical? as woven into the fictional figure, Mark. Now, in the uh, epilogue and author's notes, you resolved that a bit, uh, that you know him, perhaps, in the experiences of your life. Uh, Mark is relatable. Oh, I'm glad about that. Now, I, I appreciated the genuineness uh, as opposed to exaggerated drama, I mean, this is a piece of literature uh, that is unique because, in its reality, life lessons that we can relate to come out in, and reflect on, um, and it's it's in this context of uh, old the old Lutherans and a consistent. Uh, a, a touching of bases that Mark experiences, if you will, and and it kind of is woven into and integrated with what many of us experience. I know I experienced a a conservative Christian faith as as a person who grew up in Adventist family, uh, and you have shared that as well, Can, can you first explore the idea of community here in a boy from Hondorf?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, Handorf is the community in which I grew up um, until, in my twentieth year, I went off to Avondale College, uh, north of Sydney. So, the best part of uh, almost a thousand miles away from my um, home state of South Australia, and for. Those who don't know the geography think of South Australia as being the southern state in the middle and on the east coast, which runs into the Pacific Ocean, is the state, of big state of Queensland, the Great Barrier Reef. Then there's New South Wales with Sydney, the biggest city, and below that is uh, Victoria with Melbourne, the biggest city. And my story talks about leaving Harndorff and working in the state of uh, Victoria, in Melbourne itself. So, just a little, and very quickly, a little background. Handorf was a very conservative, old Lutheran community in the 1950s and into the 1960s. It changed dramatically after I went to college and is now the number one tourist spot in all of South Australia. I grew up knowing what it was for the Lutheran schoolmaster to drive his only milking cow up the main street on a bicycle with a cane in his hand.
0: Oh that's, my. How,
1: that's how old world it really was. Um, it was as close to um, many Adventist communities, both in uh, North America and in Australia, uh, that you and I understand very, very well it's like Walla Walla, it's like um, the Loma Linda area, it's like Berrien Springs. Um, and in the Australian context, it's like Warunga in Sydney, where the church headquarters are. It's like Warburton, uh, out from Melbourne, where there was a hospital, there was a printing press, and there was a health food factory. And so, in many respects, I wanted to write about brass bands, but then... I wanted a story to it because just brass bands wasn't exciting enough for me so I brought in the story but I want this audience to be more than just Adventists and so I don't talk about Adventists at all it's entirely Lutherans and in specifically old Lutherans so that's that's the um that's the background to it it's all fiction pretty much skip uh however the dreams of music um are mine from childhood I never reached a professional standard. Um, the prostate surgery described towards the end is, is very much me, probably, probably the most um, relatable to me in my own journey. This struck me at 50 years of age mm-hmm. and changed my life forever. The mm-hmm. idea of Claire towards the end um, is, a, is, is a, an idea, a concept of the girl for me from since I was 18. I didn't uh-huh. find her until 50, and her name wasn't clear. It was Cindy.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> praise the Lord for that. <laughs> now, uh, the, the thing I found fascinating, Lynn, is that this unique and beautiful community, throughout your book, it has a lasting influence on shaping Mark's worldview. And you never... You never become, in a sense, cynical or critical of that nature of being a close-knit community with a shared history, nor do you become uh, critical of uh, large cities, places that Mark would journey and live other stages of his life. It's just that you you see the value and the joy of that small community and celebrate it.
1: Yes, that's right, that's right. One point of interest, Skip, uh Um, the whole story was written in the United States. It was written um, over a 10 year, no, the concept was a 10 year project. The actual writing took place in um, 2015 through until the early part of 2018. And the interesting fact is i reference um the um, washington dc corridor which really goes from richmond up to baltimore yes uh, because annapolis is a feature of where mark goes in his musical journey and john hopkins university is where he graduates with his phd and i went to all of those places as a tourist uh, and then as somebody who lived in Maryland for over 20 years, and I'm visiting the, the, the Smithsonian, I'm, I'm visiting the battlefields, I'm, I'm visiting the most wonderful part of Maryland, in my opinion, and that is Annapolis itself and the Naval Academy. Uh-huh. And this helped me th- reflect back on Harndorf, because a lot of us Harndorf people of the 50s and 60s became almost angry at our town being taken over by, ter- by um, vendors who were making fortunes off of the historical roots of it. And then I came to realize that's not, that's not a bad thing. Aren't I doing the same thing in the Washington DC corridor? I'm going to see history. And so that helped give me, and as I've spoken to some of my uh, many friends that still live in Handel to this day, we've talked about this, I said, yeah, you're right. It's actually brought a lot of wealth to our, yes. our small village.
0: Yeah, well, and uh, so I'm going to uh, uh, ask you a question that is partially simply uh, uh, tweaking you a little bit and also a serious question. Um, yes. You have Mark with the, his brother. I hope I'm not revealing too much of the book. For those of you in the conversation listening, who say, oh, I've got to get hold of this book and read it. <laughs> there, there's a fascinating journey across America that Mark and his brother take. And in the notes at the end, you describe uh, an interest in repeating that journey. So have you and Cindy taken that cross continental journey in america yet not yet <laughs> uh, We've... what what we
1: have done on the on the west coast um two years ago we did the lake arrowhead um down to down to the, the beach um on the uh, the los angeles uh, southern coast somewhat but we haven't done that journey across the u.s that's coming though Cindy's still working, she's six years younger than me, and she went back to uh, real estate after uh, we left Andrews. And so she's still working, but we're planning this for 2022.
0: Well, uh, Lynn, I think it is a contribution of the book to sense one can value their place, a small community, Hondor value that place and at the same time see it as part of the richness of a larger fabric. Mark always values his community and at the same time sees the rest of the nation, but the rest of the world as a positive contribution. And and that's in these days, that is a neat value. Now talk to us a little bit about faith, that the the old Lutheran faith by some would be criticized as, oh, it's got this oddness or it's got that oddness. Mark, a highly educated person contributing to society in various ways throughout your book, never, never goes to that place. He always values that contribution of faith. Talk to us a bit about that.
1: Yes. Well, it, it's... It's what he was raised in and under, and I I had um, three prerequisites, in a sense, as I was writing the story, because a lot of fiction and a lot of real life has a young man or a young woman um, being somewhat of a scallywag, being um, rebellious, being um, opposed to to um, to the adult world, and so we talk about going over Fool's Hill when you're a teen, a teenager, before, and then when you become an adult, you gradually find your level and you settle down and you contribute. Um, and many of the people that do this have scars from from their foolish journey in uh, in the wilderness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that you and I do, Skip, because we grew mm-hmm. up in a in a Christian background in a christian family Mm -hmm. Uh, some of us gave up on it for a while but some of us have just accepted it and so i wanted mark to be a good person from a good family from a good community but that's not normally how it is i mean you think of characters in scripture Uh, jacob wasn't always the wonderful person we think of him in scripture toward the end of his life joseph was a spoiled brat and had to go through all sorts of trials and tribulations. And he sure did do that before he found his footing. And I wanted Mark to have that um, common value, that common, that common appreciation for his Christian faith early in life and then proceed through life with it intact. But when I was writing, I didn't like him as a character that much. He seemed too good. And so I had to, I had to heap tribulations and trials on him. And so he has a failed marriage. Um, and so, um, he has problems as he's in his music career and so forth. The prostate cancer at 50 is a huge effect for him to cope with. And so to be a good person and to be a believable person and not somebody who seems to be unrelatable was, Something I had to work at pretty hard, frankly.
0: Well, uh, those uh, goals that you have spoken of, describing a a community of stability like Hondorf, describing a family that's consistently positive and graceful in its relationship within the context of the conservative old Lutheranism, you, you have those goals of of living uh, well a good life, of uh, having the courage and boldness. I, I, as a reader, admired the fictional character Mark taking the steps to advance his contribution and career. And, and yeah, he does have some tribulations, but he seems to grow from them. Do you have, have land when you reflect on the book now in cover, published, out to the public? Do you have a sense that you accomplished your goals? I do,
1: I do. And you know where I get that most from? I get that from readers mm-hmm. who contact me because I leave an email where they can uh, write to me if they wish. And I was, I was somewhat nervous in this stone world in which we live to, um, interject into the story a daily walk with god is something that's normal and natural
0: yeah
1: and and so that that truly did make me a little concerned are people going to reject this and you know i've not had one email um where this hasn't been anything else but accepted and if you like even longed for no one suggested it was old-fashioned it was out of place now the next thing is there may be some that have, and I don't hear from them, of course, but of those that I have, there have been some that have simply said, we've lost something over the last 20, 30, 40 years. And um, I, I know to this day, because I keep in touch with St. Michael's Lutheran Church in Harndorf, uh, and I get emails from them, I get a, I get an invitation to join their service every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still going strong.
0: Huh interesting well Lynn um, perhaps perhaps there is a place to suggest that our lives uh, are enriched and can be enriched in 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 the story the narrative yes that has a fictional character yes it is a fiction but yes it carries, real values, values we all experience and interact with, and it isn't just sensational or uh, imaginative in terms of creating uh, some out-of-the-world experience. It's very real, and I think I think we do, in a sense, long for something we can relate to, and, and the book makes that contribution. I think you did achieve those goals and achieve them beautifully
1: well i'm, I'm glad you think that skipper i can just add um perhaps one further comment to that um and you you read that little quote in the i think it's in the notes sections of the book at the end yes um where you spoke about some of the things i was uh, i was hoping the readers would find and and you read the words which I go back to again and again, and that's the abundant life mm-hmm. that we've got in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens to us, you know, even in this difficult time we're going through now with the coronavirus, there is still faith. There is still calm. There is still peace mm-hmm. um, in having a daily walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been with me now. Well, you know, I'm, I'm into my 70s now, and so that's been with me all of my um, all of my life really and I, I think I live a better life and am a better friend and a better husband a better father because of that
0: well uh, that that is well stated Lynn the community the family right. the endurance of faith uh, provides for mark through all his experiences uh, a centeredness now now I need to ask you about Hosner's in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yes. uh, I, our listeners will say, Hosner's. Well, you got to read the book. But I would, I, would, uh, I would just reveal enough of it to say that I enjoyed a memorable uh, German uh, uh, meal there with some friends in Baltimore decades ago. And it, it is, I wish it were still there. Yes, but... yes.
1: Uh, and, and that that was pretty much how I experienced it too. I was actually doing my um, doctorate, my PhD at the University of Maryland in College Park. Um, when I first went there, some friends took me there because they had heard me talk about uh, a German upbringing. And uh, you went into this restaurant And all around the world, uh, around the walls, I should say, excuse me, around the walls Mm -hmm. were pieces of artwork. Mm -hmm. And as I researched that, um, when they came to tear the building down, because it's now a high rise apartment building. And I think that was 2016 when that uh, was finished. But that those pieces of art um, were sold by Sotheby's for $10 million.
0: Oh really? And the,
1: and the yes, and the food. Well, if you've eaten there, Skip, you know yes. it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is heavy Lutheran and not Lutheran, heavy German food, and so it's yeah. high on the carbohydrates. And you sort of uh, go through those desserts, asking for forgiveness when you waddle yeah. out afterwards. <laughs> Quite an experience.
0: You could have kuchen or strudels or whatever. It's, it's yes. really something now. I want to talk to you about vocation Uh, woven throughout the book is this sense of purpose and calling if you will that mark interacts with uh talk to us a bit about that goal of a story of vocation
1: yes yes Um, important too because just like i i see the benefit of um being a christian from, uh, from birth, from, from your younger years. So it's important back then as well as today for young people to, uh, to find a sense of purpose as soon as possible. Now I'm an educator and um, probably my most intense years um, in education was at a boarding school on the um, eastern suburbs of Melbourne in the state of Victoria. Um, I had 11 years there, and for six of those years, I was the boarding school principal and business manager. And so you're running across boarding students, some of them broken, some of them turning to you as parents, all growing and maturing year by year, and trying to assist them in finding a career path was something that was very significant for me. This is something Mark experiences very well. Now, he grew up in a farming community, and typically in those days, in the 50s and 60s, even more so here than in the United States. You tended to leave school um, after about grade 10, and it was only those who intended to go on to university to do one of the professions that would graduate from school. Now, that wasn't like that in the United States. My mother-in-law, who died unfortunately last year Um, it was very very important that she graduate from high school I grew up where less than 15 probably 15 to 20 percent of students high school students in my rural high school ever graduated and so finding a career path was is important to the story because it tends to make or break somebody now if I can say one more thing I'm also a person who tends to think that one of the most neglected areas in all of education is the vocational side of education. We tend to want our kids to be doctors, to be lawyers, to be pastors, to be teachers, accountants. And if they don't reach that, well, maybe you can be a, an, an electrician, a, a builder. And yet you go to a local church, which is the uh, the strength of any any. Uh, Denomination, and it's the electricians, it's the account, uh, the um, the builders, the plumbers that are the backbone of that of that congregation, and these are the ones that have the opportunity to become business people as well. So I always mm-hmm. stick up for the uh, for the trades.
0: Of course, the book itself, uh, weaving, creating, if you will. Uh, within a real context, a fictional story of Mark, his family, etc., is itself uh, a illustration of contributing through the art, the art of storytelling. Yes. But yes. but music, music as art, uh, contributes to Mark's life and community life tremendously. That was part of your goal, wasn't it, to share with yes. us about yes. art? Yes,
1: that's right. That's right. And it goes back to an old adage that I've known since I was a, a child. Um, and probably one of the things that was drummed into me when I was learning to play a brass instrument and struggling with it at times. And here's the adage, here's the, here's the quote. He who learns to blow a horn will never blow a safe.
0: Ah, oh, well, that's it, good. You know,
1: in other words, music is a good foundation in life for whatever's next. And you can play football for a period of time, but you can't always play it in retirement. You learn to play an instrument. It's yours for life.
0: And you have, uh, you have in your vocational career, found uh, a constant contribution, uh, not at the uh, exceptional professional level, I don't want to give away too much of the book, uh, of Mark, but you have always promoted art especially music in a community and in one's life yes so that, uh, as, that's a blessing uh, and and then there is uh, this um, integration of all these values uh, that mark experiences in his journey coming to be woven into the finding of his true love, Claire. And I, I, I found myself reflecting on that, that in, in the journey of maturing, we often don't realize that the, the values in life that shape and contribute to abundance Uh, are integrated into a lasting love experience. I don't know how close Cindy is and how safe you are talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) I can talk. (laughs) All right, Lyd. How how do you feel about that?
1: I feel intense about it. Um, I feel grateful about it. And I'm going to declare something that could be a little risky, Skip. But... I married straight out of college and I got caught up in this notion that you're going to serve God and you've got to do it straight away while time lasts and so I married quickly Um, I don't want to denigrate or talk too much about it other than the fact that eventually and sadly after 27 years it came to an end and um, during that period of time, from when I was a late teen, I had this concept. I'm a, I'm a bit of an idealist, and that can get you into trouble at times. But I had this concept of what true love was like. And then um, one day in the um, Tacoma Park area in Maryland, my girls made contact with, um, with Cindy, and this person changed my, my life. Um, mm-hmm. She's now my wife. And I found when I was, and here's the part that's a bit risky, I found when I was writing about Claire, who Mark found uh, 20 odd years after they had been in high school for a while. And she was six years younger than him. um, And he virtually said to her back then as he was leaving high school and she was still in high school, "Um, you're you're adorable, but you're too young for me. And then they bump into each other at a band play out in Harndorf 20 odd years later. After Mark's finished his PhD, he's back in Australia in Melbourne, uh, and he's a musician, a professional musician. And uh, it's love at first sight. And that's how yes. it's been with Cindy and myself, and I thank God every day for her.
0: Well, I think, and folk, we're talking with Lynn Bartlett, a boy from Hondorf, The Long Journey Home, his book. I want to urge you to get it and read it, Outskirts uh Press, but uh, we're talking with Lynn, and Lynn, that is, that is a significant contribution, and I, I kind of wish the twenty-something um, entering into their vocational path could take a moment and spend time uh, uh, reading a boy from Hondorf, because uh, that is something we don't think about often there, there is a romance, there is uh, uh, excitement about love, but there is a dimension of love that uh, Mark experiences with Claire that while it is those things, it, it is far, far more and d- deeper. So one could say, this is a love story, but it's not, it's not the kind of love story that is so often popularized in literature. This is a good story. And that, brings, you, that brings me, Lynn, to why. <laughs> I want to, we kind of started out in the beginning, but having talked about community and family and faith, the vocation, the arts and love, I want you to summarize again. Uh, for the listener. Why this book?
1: Because I think it's topical, um, Skip. And it's something that um, I believe is missing in a lot of literature today. And a fictional story sometimes has the ability to speak louder than a biography um, or a documented paper on music or love or growing up in the country compared to the city um, this is a story and i don't kid myself for a minute um that it's got some any of the qualities of say a charles dickens who who spoke so well about um life in the uh, 19th century britain and yet it's fiction thomas hardy's probably one of my favorite uh, or is my favorite i think British um, author in the late 19th century, and um, he writes powerfully. Uh, A lot of it's almost depressing. It's so powerful. Um, And so I found myself in the area of romance, for instance, we've trivialized a lot of romance today. It's cheap Um, if if it pleases Mm -hmm. me. You know, it's the it's the Samson notion from scripture. She pleases me. Well, get her for me. And so As you read my story about Mark finding Claire, um, he's 40 and she's uh, in her thirties, they discuss and I I had dialogue going back and forth and this is where some people have said, um, there's nothing cheap about this romance. This elevates the courting of a woman um, and of a man and woman coming together. in, in, in a way that we don't see very often today now I worked hard at that and and I I, I hope it's been effective a lot of people seem to think it is I described their wedding um, they 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 don't um, they don't bypass some of the, um, the conventions they stay with them and this came from Marx Lutheran faith of course um, today we tend to have this notion um you see somebody she pleases me uh, let's sleep together let's live together and we'll see how it goes well that's not how mark and claire came together all right they prayed right. she did not come from a stronger religion as religious background as he her father died a very uh, disappointed man and was not religious at all uh, and claire longed for something she didn't have in her first marriage and so, when they're courting, and Mark's travelling during the week, she's reading his books. She's uh, not books he's written. She's reading his literature, his his library from his library, and she's listening to his music, and she's yeah. she's learning the uh, the journey of faith all over again. Mm-hmm. I think it's important if we want that abundant life.
0: Yes. Yes. Well. Uh, so true, Lynn, and that's, that, I believe, is the distinguishing contribution of the book, Lynn. It is such a blessing. Now, I'm going to ask you a trick question. Sure. <laughs> and okay. it's, not, it's not fair because I have figured out an answer I want to give to the question. Okay, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> all right. I, I'm going to ask you, are you longing? The, the book is A Boy from Honduras. Are you longing for home
1: (laughs) yeah you know uh all of my australian um friends and people that don't even know me that have contacted me seem to somehow get around to that question um perhaps there's a sense of homesickness that comes through in my story Uh, i am you know you know um we tend to say um the heart grows, uh, longs for home the older we get. Yes. I've forgotten the exact adage now, but um, yeah. uh, that's part of it. I'm the oldest of six kids. Um, I like every one of them. It makes no sense for me to be here in the US. I came over here uh, to do my doctorate, uh, went home and came back again, and here I've stayed almost 30 years now. Yes, Australia is a good country. It's a lot like the US, but it's less complicated because there are 25 million people, not 320 million people in about the same size, lot less complicated. Um, and so in, in a way I, I'm setting up now seminars and presentations of this story through the use of um, encouraging other young people to, um, to find joy and happiness and expertise in learning music. And so I'm hoping That can take me home between uh, now and when I come to the stage when I say, I don't want to do that trip across the Pacific anymore. It's going to happen, Skip, (laughs) as Uh I get Uh older. And so, Uh um, yes, I do want to go home as much as I can. But I found Cindy here. Uh, I love living in the U.S. And this is where I am till the end.
0: Well, that's uh, uh, I said it was a trick question and uh, that I think <laughs> no, it's real. It's real. <laughs> that that reveals a journey uh, that's realistic for uh us here in America especially where we travel, we grew up on the west coast, we end up retiring in the east. Are all kinds yes. of stories of this kind. And home is where that sense of faith, a stable community where love based on these great values can flourish and there we find home. And I think yes. that, is, that is a an important reason for us, uh, for this book. Do you want to summarize as we bring our conversation to a close? Lynn, anything? There are twists and turns. There are a lot of detail that the reader will have to pick up the book a boy from hondorf a long journey home uh to share but anything in closing lynn well in relation
1: to what you've just been saying then i would just uh, point out i think um on the back cover of the book is this sentence the search for love is the greatest quest of all while it's a story about music While it's a story about um, Mark Schubert and his family living in their uh, ancestral home of Harndorf, settled in um, 1838, 1839, as they were religious uh, refugees coming from Germany to a British colony, by the way, completely British colony. There's a lot of um, immigration stuff here. But why the search for love is the greatest quest of all, as I was dealing with the publisher, they wanted me to put in just one statement that tended to take the story of Mark, the, the business of uh, being a professional musician, growing up in the country, not the city, um, the values of goodness, of integrity, um, of hard work. All of that, I found myself writing that sentence, the search for love is this greatest quest of all. Yes, um, that's what I want readers to get a sense of as they read this story.
0: Thank you. Lynn Bartlett, a boy from Hondorf, the long journey home. Thank you so much, Lynn. This is Skip Bell. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep thinking, keep believing.